0: Game, we talking about practice. Record change with no record for human life. Anything's possible. Oh Back out to Allen. His three-pointer bang. Curry for three. Wow, unbelievable! Making it rain in New York. We the North are now we the champions. Not the destination, it's the journey. Mamba out. We're now going to move on to our Dynasty Rookie Rankings, Volume 1. So we obviously like to talk a lot of fantasy basketball on this podcast, on this YouTube channel. Um, this is the first look at this rookie class for the 2021 class. We're gonna be doing our initial projections and breaking them up into tiers and where we think that they should go in a rookie draft. If you were drafting rookies only, this is the order at this stage that we think that they should go. So if your drafts are early, this is where they should go. Obviously this is without looking at them in summer league or in preseason, So this list might change, um, but just based on their statistical profile, the opportunity they have in the team that they were drafted in and whether or not we actually rate them as a long-term prospect to succeed. So um, we're going to start with the first tier and it's pretty obvious on a tier on his own. We've got Cade Cunningham. Um, Personally, I think he is in a dynasty startup draft, um, a top 12 player. I think if you are drafting at pick 12 in a dynasty league, he shouldn't go past you. Um, I could even see him going earlier than this. He might be a top 40 player next season. His floor is just so high and his upside is a first rounder safely. There's just not many holes to his game. What are, what are your thoughts for of Cade Cunningham from a fantasy point of view, Cal?
1: Oh, he can he can definitely do it all. I mean, if you look at his stats in in um, college, they shouldn't, I guess they'll change a bit. He'll probably get more game time as well. Um, but the defensive stats are there. He put 0.8 blocks, 1.6 steals. Um, he gets you know 20 points a game with six rebounds, about three and a half assists. So yeah. Uh, I can see those. I can ex- definitely expect him. He looks well. like a you know twenty six and five kind of this waiting to happen with defensive stats. Um, yeah. The turnovers will hurt you, but even the threes, he hits the threes as well. Yeah. he he looks like a sure thing. He's not going to hurt you, um, really at all. with That three throw percentage, so he's yeah. he's a sure deal. Yeah,
0: I, I'm I'm picturing a statistical profile similar to that of a Luka Doncic, which with maybe like a little bit less scoring. Um, but Um, better free throws and you're going to have better steals Um, so that's the kind of level that we're talking about here and you look at Luca; he is going off pick one pick two in dynasty drafts at the moment so that's the kind of level you're you're speaking about so that's why I think that he is someone that shouldn't be going past pick 12 in, in a dynasty startup league you, you could even justify picking him at pick nine or ten um, if you're someone who's okay with starting with a bit of a rebuild. If that's, that's where you want to start your, your dynasty team. So, um, if you've got the rookie draft, I think that you just draft Cade Cunningham. You don't think twice about it. Don't get fancy. Yes. He's the number one pick, but he, I think he's the safest pick by far. Um, and that's why he is on a tier of his own. We'll move on quickly to the next one. So tier two, and again, another player in his own tier, um, Evan Mobley is the player we're talking about from the Cleveland Cavs. Um, talk to me about Evan Mobley. And do you agree with me, Callum, that he should be in a tier on his own in tier two?
1: I do. I do. I think it's Caden him definitely at the top of the pack. And, and yep. I do believe he's a bit, definitely ahead of the others. And, and that's predominantly because of his blocks. I think the block yep. upside, which is huge in fantasy. He put up 2.9 a game at college. Uh, it's obviously there for him. His, his field goal is pretty good as well. Rebounds will be there. For, for a big man, his assists are actually pretty good as well. He's a 2. great passer, 4. yeah. yeah. Um, so there's no huge weakness, even his steals. He got close to one a game. I, I think, once again, he's a sure thing. And those blocks, um, definitely going to boost him up. He, he won't get the points like Cade will. But arguably, you could you could even put him in the same tier as Cade just because of the block potential.
0: Uh, I was close to He's definitely closer to tier one than tier three. Um, I think that these two guys are ultimately the players that, could potentially be potential number one fantasy players in the league i just think that his floor is a lot lower than cades so that's why i sort of separated them into two different tiers cades obviously a bit bit of a safer pick but but evan mobley if if things all go right you've got an anthony davis you've got a carl anthony towns you've got a dwell and be those elite big guys that are in the top 10 perennially every year um, that don't hurt your percentages, that give you those blocks. And that um, the thing that I'm, I'd be interested to see if Evan Mobley can give us that good free throw percentage as well as those blocks like Anthony Davis does. Um, his free throw percentage in college was um, just under 70%. Um, but I, I have a bit of confidence that I can see that getting up closer to the 75 to, to 80% sort of marker, which is something that's definitely uh, recoverable. I, I don't think he's going to be a punt free throw percentage sort of player um in, in fantasy personally do, do you sort of see that happening as well
1: um yeah he actually attempted about six a game in college which is a surprise yeah. i feel like that will go down a bit um just in attempts which makes it more manageable yeah um, but if he does maintain if he let's say he averages over six a game that will hurt you so you, it, I probably it, it will hurt you if it
0: stays at, yeah if it stays at that level um i have a little bit of faith that it will improve though i think his offense and shot will come along but that is obviously me projecting that. We'll, we'll see if that does come to fruition. All right. So those two are pretty clear and obvious ones to me um, in terms of fantasy. I'm, I'm very confident having those in their own tier. So let's get on to the next tier, tier three. And this is where we start to have a few more players closer together, in my opinion. I've got a three, Jalen Green at four. A uh, bit of a riser from the actual draft, Alperun Sangoon, your boy, Cal. And at five, I've got Jalen Suggs. So I've got the two Jalens and Alperun Sangoon Where's in the middle here. Do you agree with my order of Jalen Green three, Sangoon four, and Suggs five?
1: I do. I think I that's think the right... Um, I totally agree. Okay. I'm on board with this.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So in our dynasty um, draft coming up, I know that you have pick four. So let's assume that, uh, sorry, Green, Mobley and Cunningham are off the board. Are you taking Sangoon over Suggs at this stage?
1: I will be. I think I will. Um, wow. It's just, he, he's playing for yeah. Houston. He's going to get fantasy stats. We the saw fit, what Kelly Olinick could good. do. Yeah. I am convinced that Sangoon is a better player than Olinick right now. And Olinick uh, was putting up top first round value in uh, cool. fantasy world for yeah. a, about a month or so when he got yeah. traded there. So I think that's great signs. The, the one thing about Suggsy is um, the steals, which could be huge for him. Yes. I mean, he's, if he gets over two a game, that, that is yeah. a huge booster with the assist as well. Um, yeah. So it really could go either way, but I just think the opportunity, especially with Houston, will really boost Sengun's, um value, especially for yeah. this first season. Um, I will say it's a bit more of a risk though. I think Suggs yes. is obviously more of a sure thing. You asked yes. me that I said a little bit more of Sangoon, let's say in, in, I don't know, three or four years he could do a bit of a hazonia and be out of the league. Um, I don't think he will. No, I don't but think so the risk is more higher.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with that. that. And that's that was what I was going to mention. I think if you are someone who is a bit more risk averse, then I would recommend a player like like Jalen Suggs as someone who you might be more comfortable taking over a Sangoon. But the upside for Sangoon is literally the same upside as those players in the first two tiers. Um if I just read out his per thirty-six minutes um, playing um, over internationally, twenty-four points, eleven rebounds, three and a half assists, two blocks, and one point seven steals on sixty-four percent shooting from the field and eighty percent from the free throw line. Like that is
1: MVP. Eight, that yeah,
0: MVP. that is that is seven categories in huge volume there that you just can't get anywhere else. Think about. Think about a DeMarcus Cousins with good percentages. That's the kind of level that we're talking about here from Alperin Segun at his ceiling. So if everything goes well, and say he even gets a three-point shot, you're, again, literally talking about a top 10 player in fantasy basketball. Now, that's a ceiling. His floor is, you know, a lot lower than some of these other guys. I I can see that there is a a world where he might not work out and he doesn't develop that three-point shot and therefore can't get the minutes it requires but you've got a massive ceiling there and i think um, at this point that ceiling is too hard to ignore so if if you're okay with taking a bit of a risk i think sangoon is is fine to go around here that that is interesting that is very interesting that you agree with me there. i was wondering how you would fall there do you think that you would take green over sangoon
1: yeah i think i would just because um i just think that man is a walking 25 points yeah, and um, especially at Houston, he like I would not be surprised at all if he's um, top three in scoring this season, just because he's at Houston. That's the main thing. He's at Houston. Uh, okay. His field goal will be terrible, but we saw some players, um, you know, average pretty pretty crazy things. Like I think Kereke, uh, well, I think example.
0: that's a bold statement. I, I'm not going to go that far, but I well, do think the man can put the ball in the basket. So
1: I mean, we, we saw um, Kevin Porter Junior. put up 50 points in a game. Um, <laughs> that's
0: correct. Yes. That's correct. So we'll see I think Jalen go Green's
1: here. got more talent than he does. So. There's a lot of good scorers in
0: the NBA. But um, yeah, <laughs> I like in fantasy point of view, like points per game is, that's the name of the game. And it's hard to find those players that put up 25 plus points a game, which I think Green will be able to do. Um, so from that point of view, yes, I think he, and that's why I've got him at number three. I worry about his assist generation. I worry about his uh, blocks, field goal percentage compared to some of these other guys. He has some weaknesses, um, some of the supporting stats. I'm not sure. You know, per 36, he was getting 1.7 steals, so that is encouraging. Sometimes those scoring first point guards don't get the steals, so that does give me a bit of hope. Um, but I, I don't necessarily see a top 10 sort of upside here. I, I saw, I sort of see him more as like a top 25-ish kind of player, like sort of like the mold of like a Devin Booker or a uh, Bradley Beal, but maybe with a bit less assists. Um, sort of thing. Uh, would, would you think that's about a, a fair assessment for his upside?
1: Um, I can see it being a, a Bradley Beal in, in a couple of years to come, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah. Bradley um, Beal is, a, is probably the best um, Best outcome comparison for, for me yeah. now. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I think, that, I mean, this just could get up there at that sort of five, six per game sort of mark, but I wouldn't be counting on it personally. Um, I think it's probably more of Yeah, like that three, three four sort of level. All right, let's move on to tier, where are we up to? Tier four now, okay? This is where we start. I think there's a fair gap between tier four and tier three. Um, I am excited about a few of these players, so I'm still quite confident in a lot of these players working out. Um, so in at number six, I've got Scotty Barnes for Toronto Raptors. At seven, Josh Giddy the Aussie uh, at OKC. And at eight, I've got Moses Moody for the Warriors, um, what jumps out at you from this tier here, Carl, mostly?
1: Uh, I think what yells at me is they, they all do have some kind of flaw, which can limit their fantasy, and mm. and that's why it could go either way. I Like, Scotty Barnes is my guy in terms of what I believe in him a bit more than the others, yep. but he doesn't have a three-point shot at all right now, so you can kind of watch that fantasy. Yep. Um, you know, that's one of nine categories you're, you're scratching in a play, which can, can hurt you. Yeah. Maybe in a few years he'll develop it, but at this point his shoot shot isn't great. But I can see the defensive stats being huge for him. Nice, I can totally yeah. see him being a you know at least one and a half steals over a block a game, um, and then like getting getting the assists as well. He could do a bit of a Nick Batum back in a, his glory fantasy days, but without the three pointer.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think the the comparison that gets thrown around statistically is like a Draymond Green. Um, I don't know if I necessarily see that, you know, when Draymond Green was at his peak, he was like a top 15 kind of player getting positives in nearly every single category. His only weakness was the lack of points, Uh, but he was getting at least like a three and a half. He was getting a block and a half a game. I don't know if I see those kind of stats for Scotty Barnes. He also doesn't rebound quite as well as, as Green does. And so I don't know. I don't see his ceiling that high. However, I do, you know, you're going to get a bunch of steals. You're going to get good field goal percentage. I imagine you're going to get um, a decent level of a, out of position assists. The blocks will be there, you know, around that block per game, I imagine. Uh, and then the rebounds, we'll see, we'll see how, how high they come depending on the roster. But the thing that encourages me is the Toronto Raptors development program. A lot of players from Toronto develop into good fantasy players. Players, um, so that encourages me, but it also discourages me in a way that he's not going to feature early. Uh, I think it might take maybe a season or two before he he really um, blossoms into what we are going to see him become. Uh, would you agree with that assessment?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely do agree with that. I think um, it wouldn't surprise me in a few years if he actually does get a reliable three point shot, it's just because the development in Toronto has always been outstanding. So he's yeah. landed in a great spot. Um, to if he's ever going
0: to get, yeah, if, if he's ever going to get that three, it's going to be in Toronto. Um, so they're, they're renowned for their player development over there. I think the best in the league, personally. Um, I'll, I'll throw it over to Josh Giddy. I think he gets here, obviously, triple double sort of numbers, big rebounds, big assists. Lacks a little bit in the scoring. Um, the steal numbers might be a little bit of an issue, although he, I, I think he probably can get over a steal a game, which is serviceable. Um, whether or not he develops that three-point shot is a big thing as well, um, but I just think the value in those assists, which are you know one of the hardest categories to sort of get um, in large numbers like this, I think that is enough for me to to put him up here. And the fact that he's a young player, still under 19 years of years of age, um, I think it's enough. And the fact he's on OKC, he's got opportunity. He's got he's going to get the minutes fed to him early and often. So. Um, do you think that Giddy belongs in this sort of list at this point?
1: I'm not too sure, just because um, with the team OKC, I know they're kind of going full tankathon, but mm. they do still have Camber there, who they're obviously going to try and trade, and he still is pretty raw. Like there's a lot of things Giddy needs to work on really to reach his potential. As we know, he doesn't really shoot the three much, and his defensive stats are pretty pretty average in terms of what you want for fantasy. So those three can hurt you. And I mean, his free throw, he's shot 69% in Australia. I'd like to think he'd be out to pit in the, in the 70s, um, yeah, which I think he'll develop think on. So. But nothing, it's really just his assists. And I, I guess rebounds are above average. Are the only things that really are going to benefit your team at this point in time, based on his I, Australia yeah. stats. But he was running the point guard full on there. And then now yeah. with Kemba and with Shea, that value with the assist will drop. So I, I just wouldn't expect anything huge this next season. Um, but he will that, that's show some point. flashes
0: that's a good point I, I i will be interested to see how they run the offense whether it's through shea or whether it's through giddy uh obviously you've got trey man there as well um and Poku, point Poku. yeah point Poku, yes a lot of all handlers on that team so that's a fair point maybe the usage is not quite as high and the assists are not there as a result so um obviously you know uh, I, I do see a little bit of downside there, but I think at this point, if if you're after, especially if you're after assists in your team, um, then that is someone you can go for. The last player, Moses Moody. Speaking of assists, Moses Moody is not going to give that to you. Obviously, with all these players, um, a, apart from the top five, you, you've got glaring weaknesses. Really, you know, Scotty Barnes won't give you the scoring or the threes. Um, Giddy's not going to give you much scoring, or um, you know, the percentage is a bit iffy. Uh, and Moody, you're not going to get any assists um, really at all from him. Although playing the Golden State Warriors system, they do move the ball around a fair bit. So we'll see. Um, But I I like his all-around game. I think he's a terrific player. I think he's going to get the minutes. Um, Maybe the scoring might not be there on this team when they're trying to compete for a championship. But down the line especially, I can see him being a 20 points per game plus scorer. He's going to get you the steals. He averaged 0.7 blocks as a shooting guard. That's really good. Free throw rate is incredibly high. Gets to the line a lot. So that's positive. Shoots at a high clip. Good threes. Solid rebounder for his position. So good around across the board stats. Doesn't really hurt you in any one area. Just got to make sure that you uh, look after those assists. But he's not on your team to get assists there. What are your thoughts on Moody?
1: I think he looks like a safe pick. Um, He's not going to really, as you said, he's he's not going to hurt you. It, yeah yeah he's got a great 4 we he'll get the threes uh we'll get pretty good points i think the, i think his best asset will be the free throws but right now golden state with that roster obviously it yeah. won't be maximized uh, but yeah. give him a few years and the, the one asterisk with him though, as we touched on kind of before is um anyone in golden state that isn't called steph curry clay thompson and draymond could be traded so that, that is That's something right. to keep in the back of your mind
0: that's true. Yeah, that, that is, that's a fair point. The, the situation may change particularly if a better offer comes along, but I'm, I'm a huge believer in Moses Moody's ability. So to me, I think his talent will win out regardless of where he's at. Um, and if someone's trading for him, they're obviously looking to rebuild a little bit so that I might even improve his usage depending on where he goes. So I wouldn't be too scared by that. Um, I'm a, I'm a big believer in his um, long-term talent anyway. Let's start to go through these a little quicker now, Cal. we we'll go on to tier five. I've got five players in this tier. Um, I've got Franz Wagner in Orlando, Jonathan Kaminga, another Golden State Warrior player, Trey Mann from Oklahoma City, my boy Kai Jones in Charlotte, and Jalen Johnson in Atlanta. So we've got a bit of a mix here. Um, I'll start to say that the guy at the top of the list, Franz Wagner, is there because of his floor. He's probably the closest to the next tier. However, I just don't think the ceiling is super high although he does have a lot of multi-category um pluses um you mentioned a name before that i think fits this guy perfectly in nick batum i think he's got that nick batumish kind of game where he you know gives you a steal a block a three he gives you some assists he gives you some rebounds I'm Not going to score a bunch but um solid percentages just just across the board stats um for me it's the talent and and how he's going to fit on this Orlando magic squad. Um, But I think he's a pretty safe player to pick around that sort of eight, nine sort of spot. Um, What are your thoughts on France?
1: I think the one main thing that would yell at me would be minutes played. Uh, That magic roster does not have really anything going on for them aside from these two great prospects in Wagner and uh, Suggs who they picked up. So that's what I'd be banking on. I I think And as you said, steals would be his uh, main thing, but you get them just for the minutes and he will put up stats purely based on that reason.
0: Yeah, average over a block a game in college uh, for a six foot eight wing, that's really good. Three and a half assists is a good pass, a good ball mover. So uh, yeah, it will fit any team, I think. So he was really close to making the tier above and that might change. I just wanted to see him in um, Summer League. Um, I think in terms of how I view him as a player, he was a tier below those other other players. I want to talk to you about um, two players from this list. I want to talk to you about Trey Mann. Um, now, Trey Mann is a player that I, I'm really high on. I actually think he's a really good player. I think he's getting underrated in a lot of circles. I think the fact for him to create his own shot is one of the best in this class. I think the fact that he's on Oklahoma City, he's going to have a very green light from the start, and that's going to maximize his value. Um, he might come off the bench depending if Kemba's there or not. It'll be interesting to see how he works with Giddy and Shea, but I think he's going to get the minutes in at least the high twenties sort of area. And he's going to get you, you know, decent assists. Steals are okay. Good rebounds for the point guard position. And obviously the points and threes are going to be there. Percentages will be very solid as well. So what are your thoughts on Trey Man?
1: Um I, look, I want to get um Kemper off this team because I actually love the potential of, of those three together with um Giddy. Uh, fantasy wise, I um I think he probably, uh, you have kind of brought me around um, to him. I wasn't super high on Trey, man. I saw a bit more of his yeah. tapes and I do actually really quite like him now. He reminds me a lot of Shea, and, and that's yep. who he's ended up um, landing with. And, and I do think they would really help each other out. And, and Shea's been awesome in fantasy last season. So I, I think he will be pr- pretty reasonable field goal um, in terms of a scorer. Like it should be pretty effective. Free throws are really good. Um, just, he'll put up like a, a 25 and 5, I think, if he is given proper minutes. Yeah. Um, and, and even his steals would be over a steal. He'll, he'll contribute. He'll be a good player.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that that's not out of the realm of possibility. I think that's his upside. Um, but I, I like his flaw. I think on this team, he's got a clear role defined for him. He's, he's going to score buckets. Um, you know, even if it's just for the um, preseason, having Kemba, Kemba Walker on that roster to, you know, coaching through the NBA, get him working on his dribbling. Like, you know, his his one of his comps that I had for him was Kemba Walker. And one of your comps is, is Shea Gilles Alexander. So he's got a lot of good mentors <laughs> based on his body type and his ability. So uh, yeah, I think he can do big things uh, on this roster. And I am a big believer in Trey Mann. He's the pick that they kept um, out of him and Sangoon. So obviously they think highly of him too. So uh, I do like me some Trey Mann. Let's talk about Kai Jones now. This is a player that I probably haven't brought you around as much on. Uh, what are your thoughts about my ranking of Kai Jones in this tier and at rank twelve in the rookies for fantasy?
1: Um, once again, I am not a fan. Not a fan. I would not be okay. drafting him very, very early on. I, at this point, he's definitely only really a backup center for a couple of years. Um,
0: so a couple of years.
1: A couple years.
0: Think, I think one. I think I think one year, and then halfway through the next year, he's starting personally. Because I, I, you know, I don't know I mean, the Mike, big Mason
1: Plum, Plumley. He's still Plumlee. getting paid. He's got a big contract.
0: Oh, he's got an all right contract, but like, look at a player like Isaiah Stewart um, on the yep. Detroit yep. Pistons. You know, it it took him three quarters of the season to overtake Plumley. I know the Pistons are probably more in a rebuild than the Hornets are, which is why I've given him an extra season, but. I don't know. I just think that Plumley is he's not the answer at center. Um, and I just think that he's, Kai Jones has fallen to the perfect team for him to maximize his value when you're playing alongside Lonzo, uh, sorry, LaMelo Ball. Um, and He's led he in he a great minutes, position.
1: I just think yeah. you have to be patient with him. You have to be anticipate Probably. being very patient.
0: Yeah, and I think at this point in the draft you, there is a, a, a point of patience that is required for most of these players. But you know, his fantasy translation come across pretty good. You know, you're getting the one and a half blocks. You're getting the one and a half steals. You're getting good rebounds. You're getting, you know, maybe not massive points, but, you know, 15 points a game. Um, you're sort of getting decent percentages. You might even get a, a three or a three and a half per game. So you're getting that one and a half steals, blocks, and um, threes potential. So if he gets the minutes, the upside is high um the floor like you said is probably also quite low so it is a bit more of a risk play compared to some of these other guys in this in this um, tier here Uh, i've also thrown in kaminga and johnson obviously more upside sort of plays the per minute stats are very tantalizing the talent and also minutes projection for both of them is questionable for for similar reasons in terms of the teams competing for championships so again players that you're going to have to be patient on but if they do find themselves getting minutes the fantasy upside is massive um, especially for someone like jalen johnson who's got that kind of Sangoon almost level upside um, but i don't see the pathway to minutes like i do a Sangoon for him and any thoughts on those two players
1: um, I'll, look, I'll throw my eyes to Booknight. Um, that's why I'm looking at I want to know why you've ranked him in the, ah, in the next tier because okay. I, I think he should be on the same, especially as Trey Mann, surely.
0: Yeah, okay. Let's let, let, well, let's head over to the next tier then. And it is tier six. And the first name you'll see there is James Booknight at 14. Um, I've got Bones Highland at 15. Isaiah Jackson at 16. Usman Garuba at 17. And at 18, I've got Zayat Williams. Um, James Booknight. I'm just not a fan. I don't know, uh, there's something, I, I know he is a bucket, he's a hooper, he, he can ball, uh, All the, whatever you wanna say about the guy. But to me, compared to someone like a Trey man, I think the opportunity is less. I think that the percentages were worse, uh, especially from three point percentage. Um, I don't think he's quite as good a creator as Trey man. And I also don't think the assists will be there as well. Um, So for that reason, that's why he's a tier below Trey Man, for me. uh, A lot of people will disagree. A lot of people seem to like James Booknight. And uh, I'm okay getting prepared to be wrong here. I don't think I've ranked him extremely low. I mean, 14th in my my list, I think, is still pretty high. I just don't see a huge upside fantasy-wise because I think scoring is the main thing he does. And outside of that, there's not a whole lot that I like.
1: Everyone needs scoring in fantasy. I make that very clear. And uh, then I can That's get a bucket. True. That's what That's he's known true. for, right?
0: <laughs> but is he going to be scoring points over LaMelo and, and um, you know, all the uh, Gordon Hayward and all these other guys on the team? Like, I, I don't see it as much.
1: I reckon you're drafting him because some people have him, go, you know, going sixth as like the sixth best prospect. He's a good player. And, and the one thing you'd be banking on is some kind of trade. There's no way they can maintain that backcourt out in Charlotte with – um. I mean, they, they have so many other book night equivalents in Rozier yeah. and um, Graham and Monk. So, I I think they have something to move there. They're obviously going to keep Lamelo, but him and Lamelo could work really well together. And and I think um, him cutting to the rim, he his assists is probably the knock against him. Um, I will admit that. But yep. he can get a bucket. He can um be pretty efficient because he doesn't take high three pointers. Um, Actually, I take that back. He took five three-pointers game and shot them pretty inefficiently. So if you can actually pick that up and yes. shoot at like a reasonable 35 or something percent, then that's only going to make his other stats look even better in terms of field goal. So. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, I guess I am from just coming from the point of view that I'm not confident in his ability to do that. I mean, yes, he could, and he could prove me wrong. I just am hedging my bets a little bit here that I've seen a player like Trey Man do it already. And um, I haven't seen it from book night. There's a lot of times that we, we just expect players to get better at shooting um, and book Knight could do that. And uh, by all reports, he's doing well in shoot around and things like that. Like and in those workouts, I just, I want, I, w- I want to see it on NBA court I want to see it in NBA pacing with NBA defenses. And I just, uh, I'm not willing to draft him higher than this because, yeah, there's, there's other deficiencies and percentages and steals and assists. There's no blocks. Um, you know, he gives me points and potentially threes inefficiently. Maybe good free throw percentage on high volume. Rebounds are okay. Like, there's, there's yeah, to me, it's pretty empty outside of that. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Let's, uh, let's talk about some of these other guys. I, I want to highlight Isaiah Jackson who play- who got drafted by Indiana Pacers. I love this guy's f- fantasy game. This guy's fantasy game is one of the highest we've seen. But just the path to minutes is so difficult for that Indiana team. They just seem to love their bigs and just hide them <laughs> behind their other bigs. I don't know. They've got Turner. They've got Sabonis. They've got um, Goga Badatse Now they've got Isaiah Jackson. So, you know, four and a half blocks per 30 minutes, per 36 minutes is huge, obviously. But, you know, when's he going to get starting minutes? When when is that going to happen? How patient are you going to have to be? Um, So he could potentially be higher than this if there was a move that happens before the start of the season. Um, But yeah, what are are your thoughts on Isaiah Jackson and his potential upside versus um, minutes log jam?
1: I think the perfect comparison to him is um, Robert Williams found yeah. hard to get minutes when he had minutes, got really good blocks. So it was awesome fantasy, um, got a bit of injuries. I like to think that wouldn't be the case, Isaiah Jackson, but um, I feel like that's where we're headed. I feel like we're yeah. headed for like a kind of somewhat a waiver wire pick potentially where if he's getting minutes, he'll give you blocks, but for the most yeah. part, his minutes will probably be pretty low to start.
0: Yeah, I, look, and those kind of players, like it looks like you know, for example, Robert Williams, he's going to be, in my opinion, um, uh, a bit of a breakout candidate this coming season with a few trades that have happened in, in Boston. But it it took a long time; like it took many seasons for that to happen. I think maybe three or four seasons before we saw that. So, again, it's a player you're going to have to be patient on. But the upside is undeniably there if your dynasty team kind of fits that timeline, um, and you are looking for someone who can. Give you those blocks, rebounds, field goal percentage, all those big men goodies. Um, Let's touch on one more player. I guess um, the other player I did want to touch on is Bones Highland. Um, Some people might think that this is high for him. I just really like him and the fit here on the Denver Nuggets. Obviously, you've got Jamal Murray and his injury at the moment. Will Barton is a free agent, so he might not be coming back. So there is a spot there for him with a few of their guards injured slash gone. Um, and I like his ability a little bit more, you know, in the train man kind of mold, but with maybe a little bit less opportunity, but more sort of steel upside. Um, and I do like him as a player. I ranked him higher than when he got, than where he got drafted. So uh, what are your thoughts on Bonesy?
1: Um, yeah, I, look, I like Bonesy. He um, got really good steals, great steals. Yep. Um, shot the ball pretty well from three. And, and I feel like that's probably what you're after there. He got about three a game. Um, in terms of three-pointers made and then almost two a game. So his per 36 minutes are pretty pretty damn good. So if he can maintain that three and D, um, I, I think he's a pretty good um late kind of pick. Um, I'm not screaming for him. The the one guy I kind of wish Denver did draft was the guy I drafted just before him in Cameron Thomas. I because yeah. he put up about 24 points a game. He's a scorer. Denver with um Jamal out. I think that's need a guy who can actually score. Instead of um, mm-hmm. someone who, you know, because they got Jokic. They got Jokic there. They need somebody that's uh, a yeah. bit more of a scoring minded, like Jamal Murray's. Jamal Murray's yeah. a scoring point guard. Um, oh, but look, no, no. they just missed out. I thought I would tr- try and throw that in to give him a bit of praise. But he yeah. has landed at um, the Clippers. So I'm not too sure how that's going to work out for Cameron Thomas. Uh,
0: I think it was actually the Nets after a trade. but um, Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So Which is that's a similar why- scenario. Yeah, that's why he features a bit further down on my board. But um, no, I mean, I think Bones Highland, 22 points per 36 minutes. He is an excellent shooter, has very deep range from three. So I I, I really like his fit and I think it was a good selection there. Um, you know, I might've had like a Jaden Springer higher, but uh, I, I think he was around the mix uh, personally. Um, do you want to quickly touch on your boy, Usman Garuba? And what are your thoughts with him? Obviously for him, it's, I love his game. I just don't necessarily see as much fantasy upside in terms of stats, um, but he's more of an impact kind of player, less so a stats generator. Is that fair to say?
1: I think he can be. Um, he can be the block guy. Like he's he's got a long reach, good to help defender. I yep. think that will be his. Um, if if he's gonna be big in fantasy, that's what he's gonna have to go into. Um, if he, yep. I, I can honestly see like ceiling. I can see him put up two blocks a game as, as a starting center. Because he's really? a great help defender, move his feet, and he's got such a big wingspan. Even though, yeah, look, yes, he's six eight, But we've seen people like Draymond, um, you know, average pretty good defensive stuff. And I think this is what yeah. Group does. His intelligence is great. He'll be setting good screens. Even his passing. Um, his
0: passing could, is
1: solid. Yeah, he's, he's a solid passer. So I, I can see him being, in terms of fantasy, as a starting point guard, like a, yeah. you know, 12, 9, 3 assists with um, good blocks and reasonable steals. So yeah. that, that's a contributor to it. Yeah.
0: I'm also very confident that he's going to get minutes. Like He's going to, he's going to be good enough to play large minutes in the NBA. So um, I'm confident from that point of view. I don't think his numbers are going to jump off the page. But like I, I also weirdly think that he's going to rank pretty good in terms of fantasy, in terms of the fact that he's going to be low turnovers if that you know tickles your fancy. He's going to have good percentages. He's going to be efficient. He's going to get probably solid rebound numbers, a steal, a block, maybe a three a game just all those goodies, like all those little things that add up to good fantasy, but but not one thing that really is his calling card. Personally, I don't, I'd, I'd probably, I probably definitely would go under on the two blocks a game, but I think he could be more of like that one to one and a half blocks per game, um, which is still, you know, good value, especially if you combine all those other things. So um, whilst the numbers don't jump off the page immediately, there, there is a little bit there to line. Um, and he's got a, he's got a high floor, uh, I think as well, compared to some of these other, uh, and like a player like Isaiah Jackson, who's a bit more of a risk um, if, if that's what you're after. All right, we might just touch on a couple of guys on this next tier, tier seven. I've got uh, my boy Jaden Springer at 19, Jared, Bu- uh, Jared Baylor, sorry, at 20, Keon Johnson at 21. At 22, I've got Miles Deuce McBride, uh, 23, Josh Christopher, 24, Davion Mitchell, 25, Chris Duarte. Um, I'll throw it over to you, Cal. Who's someone that jumps out of you in this tier?
1: Um, I guess... Did, did you mention Corey Kispert or Was he in your, your previous yes. tier?
0: Sorry, he's coming up later. He's coming, he's up, coming later.
1: up later. I'd probably, I'd probably put him above Duarte because I was going to touch on Duarte, but I think... Yeah. Kispet, I'm going to throw in this tier myself. I'm going to jump him up there. He's at Washington, okay. high-octane offense. Yep. He put up t- like 20 points a game in... Um, I understand he's an older player, but he put up twenty points again in college. Great three point um, shooting, really good field goal.
0: Yeah, field goal was solid.
1: I think he will get minutes on this Washington team. Uh, I
0: I can see that. I mean, it's hard to know. I mean, Washington obviously they're going to look a bit different than they did last year with no Westbrook there. Um, I just don't know if I see much else besides you know points, threes, and solid field goal percentage. Uh, If that's what you're after, then that's what you'll get um which can be useful in some instances i think most of these other guys on this tier that i've got have higher upside than him um just in terms of statistical um, variety i would say um chris duarte yes i can I, I he barely made this tier just because his translation is a bit better he gets the steals a little bit more so you know two steals a game for 36 minutes is pretty good Um, you know, a bit better in terms of passing slightly. Um, but yeah, it really was those steals and slightly higher blocks as well that that pushed him into this tier above him. But again, he's 24 years old. What's what's the upside there? So I could be I would be more encouraged to move Duarte down than Kispert up into this tier personally. Um, if I was to make a change and bring those two closer together.
1: What are your thoughts on another one for this for this tier?
0: Um, uh, my, my guy, Jaden Springer is my number one here. Um, it's going to be tough early on in Philadelphia. Uh, obviously he's in a situation that they're in a win now mode, but you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. We don't know who or what they're going to get back, um, whether or not they're going to get more point guards or shooting guards. I think he's flexible to play either guard position. He's going to generate good steals. He's got passing upside, good field goal percentage for the guard position. And I just... I just really rate his talent. Um, So I think long-term he's going to win out, but there is obviously a bit of patience that's going to be required. Um, I do also love um, Deuce McBride uh, from the New York Knicks as a second round pick, who some people might be sleeping on, because I think his statistical translation will be really strong. Might struggle with Tibbs early on. Tibbs is famous for not playing rookies, but... um, I I do think that when he gets – when, I think it is a when, he gets minutes, he'll put up some good numbers uh, because I think his defense is going to serve him very well uh, in terms of fantasy.
1: And and that's one thing that will help him with tips. So, yeah, to two steals a game pretty much um, for for his college career, it's just pretty respectable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, two steals per 36 minutes. He's getting the five assists. He's, you know, solid with the points. Um, He needs to develop that three-point shot a little bit more, but I, I think he can. Um, and I think he is someone who will, could be a solid um, potential starter on, on an NBA team. Um, I will throw out there. Many people might think that Devon Mitchell is way too low. Again, if you go back and listen to our biggest loser podcast or video, you'll hear a lot of my thoughts there, but I just, I don't see it on this, on this team, especially he'd be higher. If he was on a team like, I don't know, the, you know, Oklahoma city thunder or something like that. But, on this team, when you've got Darren Fox and Tyrese Halliburton there, he's behind both those guys for me. Um, yes, he gets the good steal numbers. He gets some assists and he's, uh, well, at least efficient. But he's got free throw issues, low scoring, low rebounds, low blocks. Um, I'm not sold on the three-pointer. So I just and, – and he's old. He's, he, he is older. So the upside in terms of growth isn't there as much as these other guys. So that's why he is here. But, you know – if he does get minutes, maybe one of those other guys gets moved, but um, I'm not going to predict that to happen. So what are your thoughts on Mitchell being at 24?
1: Um, I, I think, I think this is where he slots in. Um, I, I agree just right now, because he's not a starting role. I think if he gets a starting role, it's there, but because he's got the older age, I think at this point, he could be a bit more of a specialist just with Sacramento. He'll be come on and be that perimeter defender. Cause I don't, I don't trust the three point guards lineup. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, there is a trade. I, I think his ceiling's a bit higher. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's a bit of a gamble pick. Yep. So he's, he's lost of value definitely getting picked by Sacramento.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I wasn't high on him to begin with. If anything, I could actually see it moving down my board. But um, here's where he is at the moment. Um, let's go on to tier eight and the final tier that we're going to do today because we're doing a top 30. And um, I've got Sharif Cooper, JT Thor, Cameron Thomas, Trey Murphy, the third, and Corey Kispert to round out the top 30 rookies in Dynasty Fantasy. Um, you know, a couple of high upside guys here, a couple of flyer types that obviously you're going to need to be patient with, and also a couple of boring, safe picks in Trey Murphy and Corey Kispert. What are your thoughts or what grabs your attention in this tier, our last tier tonight here, Kyle. Um,
1: I kind of, out of all those, I'd probably, let's go with Trey Murphy Um, I probably he's he's still got a bit of a ceiling. He he shot it pretty well. His three-point field goal is forty-three percent. Yeah, he's a bit of a specialist, obviously, but if you can get some kind of three and D, like he's got the kind of wingspan and height to do it. So if if he unlocks it on that end, on the defensive side, that probably would be the ceiling you're hoping for.
0: Yeah, you need, you need that good defense to translate to defensive stats, which it did in college. It doesn't mean that it won't. Um, it, it, I have seen it happen in, in the past where, you know, they're a good defender in college. They haven't quite got the numbers there, but then it starts to translate in the league. He's obviously got the wingspan. Um, I could see him averaging like a steal and a half a game, close to a block a game. And if he gets, you know, a few threes per game, you've got that kind of like, Trevor Ariza kind of mold um, sort of thing, which can have use. So I, I, I like that. I think, yeah, I, I, I like that shout is, as like a blend of high floor, somewhat of a ceiling, if it all, if it all works out. Um, what are your thoughts on Shreve Cooper? Obviously, pick 48 in the draft. You often don't see someone pick 48, rise up to 26 on someone's board. But, you know, before the draft, he was a lot higher than this for me.
1: Um, it was, was, it, the, it kind of was it the Hawks? Is that where Hawks, he ended up? Yeah,
0: Atlanta, which is why he's dropped as far down as he has for me. If if it wasn't for the the fact that he's behind Trey Young, he'd be higher on my board.
1: Yeah, I think some of the GMs on draft day were a bit worried about him, um, just because yeah. it's it's just the shot and the shot at the field surprising. goal does hurt. If he gets a roll, if it if there's an injury to Trey, definitely pick him up on the wave wire, See what happens. Yeah, um, because. He's a great passer and he, he can blow by anyone. He reminds me a lot of Ty Lawson. But his shot selections are so bad. I don't know if it can improve over the next few years, and that's why people didn't draft him very high. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, maybe there's something to it. Maybe, maybe the GMs are right and um, a lot of the draft personalities and myself out there are wrong on Trey Young. But I just think in fantasy. The assists king. You know he scored over twenty points a game in college. You know he played with a high usage rate. The free throw percentage was good, which gives me some optimism for his shooting ability. He's just he's just a good statistical player. So if he he gets minutes, he's gonna put up stats, and that's what we want in fantasy. So um, yeah,
1: this, this just, field goal, and, and he's a number one yeah. pick, right?
0: Well, nearly, <laughs> but um, yeah, it will it will require require either an injury to Trey or a trade from either himself or or Trey Young, which. Doesn't seem like it's happening within the first few years. So again, it's going to be a patient one and probably more for your deeper dynasty formats personally. But he is definitely someone that I'm going to be having on my watch list and keeping an eye on um, for all leagues in case there is an injury or, or a deal that happens. That might do it for us uh, today, Cal. And any other final thoughts on this rookie class? Anyone who pops out that you think that I've omitted or, or slighted in this in this rookie rankings?
1: No, not really. I will maybe a little last shout out to JT Thor. I like his ceiling on the defensive end. If he can get the blocks, it's him yep. or Kai. Um, I believe they're um are they the same team. They're both at
0: they're, yeah. They're both at Charlotte, so, so they're, they're, they're battling it out. Flip
1: um, a coin, right? It could, it could go either way. I know you're higher on Kai, but I kind of like JT. So
0: Yep. I like Let's JT I too. I I do like JT, and I like I like the fact that Charlotte got the both because uh, as you bets, one of them's going to work out. So. Maybe if you're in a deeper dynasty league and you grab Kai and then you've got another pick later, I don't know, you could get JT Thor and just one of them hopefully works them out.
1: work out. <laughs> and you,
0: you, you get your threes and blocks kind of guy there. So um, something that maybe you can handcuff them together. But no, his upside fantasy-wise is high. Similar to Kai's, I'm just less sold on his ability to actually make it happen. But if it does, yeah, it does have some upside and that's why he's a, he's a good swing at this point. So good shout there. Alrighty. We will call it there, guys. Um, if you are watching along on YouTube, please make sure you comment, let us know any questions you have leading into the next fantasy season. We're gonna to start to ramp up the fantasy content again. Free agency is coming out soon, so we'll be gonna be dissecting all the moves, all the trades, all the signings, and how they impact fantasy. And before you know it, we're gonna have our rankings, our tiers, and all that fantasy good stuff coming into the next season. Um, so hit the subscribe button. Hit that bell so you get notified and we will catch you guys next time. Laters.